We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Thanks for listening to the primetime with Isaac and Souk. I'm Isaac, the cool one. What? <laughs> this is our podcast. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. I don't know. It's yeah. brought to you by Les Schwab, though. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the right thing since 1952. <laughs> The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. It is January 16, 2023. It's August 17, 2023. Just give me the pole. Give me the pole. Yeah. It's been so long since I've smelled either of them. Oh, thank you. I want two Johnsons, not just one. I hope she comes in and dominates all of us. <laughs> we miss you, Isaac Rob. We miss you. Get better in your weakened immune system. If COVID was going to take anyone down to the station, like, wouldn't it be Isaac Rob? Like, if anyone was going to get, like, severely sick, it's Rob. I guess. I mean, you guys always talk about his weakened immune system, but yet I don't see him get sick that often anymore. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no? No. Every time he's sick, it, I, I, I feel like, and maybe this is just revisionist history, Although Rob doesn't believe in coming in sick. It's just not like if, if I have a cold, I'm coming in. I've come in with multiple colds over over COVID. Like there's a difference between having a cold to me and, and like being sick. Rob, uh, Rob doesn't play hurt. If, <laughs> if Rob's under the weather a little bit, that means Rob's not coming in. So like he's actually sick. Like he says he feels like crap with COVID. I mean, that's legit. I mean, that's nothing to, to sneeze at. But I, I love that. Over the years, this has become a, a ROP staple right here. You get the 9.30 to 10 in the morning text. text. Hey, uh, not feeling uh, so hot. Uh, I'm going to head to the doctor. I'll, I'll see how I feel. Uh, I'll let you know. That's code for not coming in. At least he gives you early in the morning warning. Sometimes. Well, because you, you know that's a lie. Yes, it's a lie. That's well, it's, it's the truth, but you know that the I'll see is a lie. Yeah, there's no I'll see. There's nothing. The moment you get the, or if it's if it's a Wednesday and you're like, you know what, like you're leaving the show. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, I don't feel that hot. You know, like that, I, I did that on Wednesday. Wednesday, I was like, oh, I feel a little under the weather. I kind of thought that maybe something was happening. And then Thursday, I came into work and I did. I, I felt, I was like, all right, something's happening. Friday, tested positive. I was sick. 
But if you get robbed that will give you on a Wednesday, I don't, you know, I feel a little funny. Just accept the fact that Thursday, Friday ain't happening. And he said it on the program multiple times. He is not, uh, he is not a play hurt guy. He's just not. And there's nothing wrong with that. He just like, he doesn't like, he probably doesn't like it when I come in and I am sick. Like if I've got the sniffles, I'm coming in. I'm, I'm a bit more like Isaac in this regard. However, for this specific job, it's very difficult on the day of to find a replacement if you're not feeling well. Yes. So I will always come in outside of the COVID when yeah. I'm sick because it's difficult to find a fill-in. Well, I, yeah, right? I, I had that on, and I felt bad. Legitimately, I felt bad on Friday because there was no one else. You're out. Rust was already double shifting. Like Luke's on vacation. No, there was not a single other person. We went, I don't remember the last time we just went national programming and Jeff Rust ran like updates. There wasn't a single person in Portland. We reached out to everybody and it was like, yeah, we're not doing that. And I legitimately felt bad because we have one of those jobs where, you know, look, I'm not saying that we're, uh, we're essential workers, although... You know, was technically it, we were technically we were Matthew Wolf, who was like the FEMA guy, gave us a letter saying that, like, we could we could still come to work through COVID. But you do have people that like you, you become part of their day. And if we're not here, there's no there's no show. It just it's it, it, and, and it's not the end all the be all. But when you're in radio or you're in TV, it's a contract with the listeners. Right. We agree that you get in your car or you get on your phone or whatever, and at 3 o'clock, Monday through Friday, we're going to be here doing something. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's entertaining, but we're going to be here. And I always feel bad, believe it or not. I feel bad if I break that contract. You know, we all take our vacation. I don't feel bad about that. We get our vacation. I take it. But if I'm sick, sick, nothing I can do about it. But if I if I feel a little under the weather, I I, I am not okay with being like, you know what? I, you know, I'm a little tired and I got a sore throat. So I can't sit there for four hours and talk about R. Kelly or talk about the Blazers. It's like, that's, I can't, I can't bring myself to stay home. Yeah. But you get sick days too. It's the same thing as vacation days, right? Yeah. If you get, if you get sick, you use your sick days. Look, I've never been accused of being like a, the world's greatest employee, but in that aspect, I do. I, I, I feel like. Unless you are legitimately sick. And on Friday, I would, well, and I couldn't anyways, you tested positive. But Friday, even if, you know, COVID tests be damned, that was not going to be a good show. You would have had me nodding off multiple times. Plus, I was on copious amounts of NyQuil the entire time. Like, on the moment. You're just taking NyQuil all day long? I do. No one else does so that? You just. Okay. I drink like a bottle of NyQuil a day when I'm sick. Okay, hold on. Question. I've never done that. I take NyQuil at night yeah. when you're supposed to. I take DayQuil during the day. No, no. Because it's non-drowsy. No. So do you just, like, take NyQuil? The whole and, day. Because you're supposed to go every four hours, right? That's what they say. <laughs> and they say you're not supposed to have it more than four times in 24-hour window. Give me a sippy straw. And so you're you're telling me uh-huh. that you take NyQuil. Yep. Do you try to stay awake? Or you just no. let the NyQuil knock you out for a couple hours and you wake up and take it again? I I just live in a haze. It's just... So do you sleep? Yeah. And it's, just, it's like really fighting to get you to sleep. Well, I'm just in and out the entire day. It's all a blur. My whole goal is like if I have a good immune system... Is that the secret? I, I do too. Is that the secret for fighting COVID is you just took NyQuil all day and then you rode a bike for 23 miles? Yes. 
that was my cure. That was my cure for COVID. I woke up on Friday and was Making like, NyQuil all day sounds so awful. It's the best. Like you're you just have, in a haze? Like oh, a haze the entire time. And like, that doesn't sound like a good haze to me. It's an amazing haze. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Because here's the thing. If you're sick, why do I want to be conscious? Why? What benefit does my body get from me being awake when I'm ill? I don't feel good. I have a sore throat. Um, my body aches. Why do I want to be up for that? There's an old Saturday Night Live commercial uh, that they did called Hibernol. And it was like that. When you have the flu, like you just take it and the guy passed out for like three months, you slept through the entire flu season. At the first sign of the flu, you take it like in October, and then you wake up in December. I would do that. If you told me. I would have too much FOMO of that. Get out of here. If you told I'm me. miss three months just because I don't want to get the chance of catching the flu? No, but I'm saying. If I got sick, let's say it's like Thursday night, right? I feel a little ill. I'm like, I don't feel good. And you could go into the crystal ball and say, you are going to be sick till Monday, right? You're going to be sick all weekend. And I can give you a pill, or in this case, delicious NyQuil that maybe I mix with some things. If, yeah, it was a whole thing. There might have been some codeine mixed in that too. Take care of the throat. I don't think you had NyQuil. I think you had purple drink suit. It was great. If you told me that there was something I could take. Did you just admit that? No, I would never do that. I wouldn't mix medication. I certainly wouldn't mix it with Sprite or a Jolly Rancher. Come on, Mike. I'm a responsible member of this community. Yeah, so Suk didn't have NyQuil all day, folks. So if you could tell me that I could take something Friday morning or Thursday night and it would literally knock me out. And I could wake up on Monday morning on like a 72-hour sleep bender, but my sickness is gone. And I wake up, and all I had to do was miss those three days. Sign me up. Well, okay. Sign me up. You, you've you moved the goalposts for your argument because, yeah, I think anybody would skip a couple days if it was days of the flu. I'm not skipping four months. Well, not four months. but What did three, you say? Three, four, that was the Saturday Night Live commercial. That was Hibernol. But you asked me, like, I literally... That's how it started. I literally can't remember much about Friday. It was a NyQuil haze. And yes, I. why would I take DayQuil? It was not a NyQuil haze. It was a codeine haze. Well, there may have been <laughs> It was some, a purple drink. I may have had some codeine. I had a sore throat. <laughs> that is a symptom of COVID. And what does codeine help with? The sore throat. <laughs> and if I'm taking both medications anyways, why can't they go in the same little cup? And by the way, that little cup is merely a suggestion for serving size. I don't think you had a little cup. I think you had a chalice. So why, why, if I have the choice between taking DayQuil, which is non-drowsy, and taking NyQuil, same medication, may induce drowsiness, why would I ever take DayQuil? Now, if I have to go to work, then yes, the DayQuil comes into to, to play. But at home, I will take drowsy over undrowsy Every single time. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I got a lot of stuff at home I love doing. I don't want to be drowsy during it. Uh, I w- I'll take my DayQuil and play MLB The Show or whatever and enjoy my slightly less sick feeling day because I had took DayQuil. Are you familiar with a little show called The Adventures of Pete and Pete? Uh, <laughs> am I familiar? Yes, I did love that show growing up. I love The Adventures of Pete and Pete so much. One of us on Friday may have watched... Two entire seasons in a NyQuil-induced haze. So you remember nothing. 
I remember pieces. And let me tell you what. What a wonderful day that was. It was. I would wait. I remember pieces of a 1995 Nickelodeon show that I used to watch growing up of two full seasons that I spent my entire Friday watching. What a great day. I woke up to Little Pete in the blowholes at one point, and I laughed for like 15 minutes, and then I passed back out again. I think you laughed for 15 minutes, not because of the funniness of the joke, Suk. It was great. Good, good times. Did you happen to maybe have not a Jolly Rancher, but a gummy at the same time? Look, look, I can't be expected to remember what I did or didn't. I was medicated. Wow. All prescription meds, by the way, including the new Pfizer I'm learning a lot more Pfizer about pack. the level of Sucanic medication here than I ever knew. Uh, I knew that you were a heavy medicator. I didn't realize it went to this level. Yeah, I don't mess around. <laughs> look. I guess the NFL never left you, huh? You can take the man out of the NFL, but you can't take the NFL out of the man. Look, this may be a uh, this may be a backwards way of thinking. There's a lot of tolerance in this body. A way of thinking. We've all been out together. We've all had beverages together. I have a certain tolerance that goes in this body. Why wouldn't that carry over two medications? So if I'm taking cold medicine. And, and I, I look at the little pack, and it says, for ages like 3 to 12, take this, right? And then it says, whatever, 12 to adult, take this many. So you're telling me, Mr. Doctor Man, that a 13-year-old gets the same amount of NyQuil. Th- how old is your, uh, your littles now? He's 12, right? 13 and 9. 13 yeah. and 9. How, how, much, how big is the 13-year-old? Not very big. Yeah, right? So you're telling me that that 13-year-old gets the same amount of NyQuil that my 255-pound body that has maybe been through some abuse over the years, we get the same amount? Well... How is that possible? Backwards logic, indeed, because there is some logic to that. However, as somebody who takes the recommended amount of NyQuil, I can tell you that... It knocks my ass out in 20 minutes, and I sleep like a baby, and I don't worry about not breathing. And all I do is take the cup's worth or maybe a little bit more if I just swing it out of the bottle, and that's it. <laughs> so it works for me, who is the, almost an identical size to you, if not slightly larger. It works for me. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyone saying it goes to my liver? Look, I It know. does go to the liver. That's why they say you shouldn't have more of it. Dude, my organs are so screwed. Do you know the... So um, mess them up more. Why not? You know the amount of anti-inflammatories <laughs> and pills that they gave me when I played that now turned out to be illegal? I feel like every year I played, they were like, here, take this. And then like six months later, they're like, hey, this turns out this kills you. So take this. How many shots of Tordal I've had in my life? So at this point, if NyQuil takes me down, if that's the thing that does me in, then damn it, that's just my lot in life. But I'm rolling the dice. And next time I feel uncomfortable and I'm a little uh, I'm a little achy, I'm sticking with my, my Friday night. We're taking some NyQuil. I think that sounds like your Friday morning taking some NyQuil. Only and then I- Friday late morning and then Friday at noon and then Friday late afternoon. See, be grateful that I come to work when I don't feel that good because then I don't have to take all the NyQuil because I have to get up and I function during my day. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, why would I? Well, that doesn't make me proud of you. 
Good try, though. Either way, the moral of this story is watch the adventures of Pete and Pete because it's an amazing show, and you should watch it because little Pete is a gall-darn American hero. I remember the villain being paper cut, and th- at least in one episode, and throwing paper ninja stars. Yes. And cutting people. Love. Love the adventures of Pete and Pete. And by the way, that led me down a rabbit hole. It turned out those two guys are grown up now, and they do a podcast together. <laughs> so. Is it called... The podcast of Pete and Pete? Something like that. It's a, yeah, it's it's a play on words. And if you're not familiar with the works of Pete and Pete, do yourself a favor, look it up, because it really is a great show. All right, we come back. We were talking about American heroes there. Well, me and Pete. And now we'll talk about un-American heroes when we come back. Club 1080 here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. We just stepped out of the shower. He'll be down in a minute. All right, listen, you guys can't go... Did you just say we? What? Did you just say we just stepped out of the shower? I said he. Right, okay. On 1080, The Fan. Double Sun Power! (laughs) Ah, we can't have that conversation on air. I had a friend of mine uh, whose wife... Uh, a good buddy of mine that when uh, when I lived up in the center, she sent me a text. She said, I haven't tuned into 1080 in years listening right now. And man, do I miss hearing one of your rants of all the times she, she hasn't tuned in in years. And she happens to tune in when we're ranting about coding and NyQuil. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, like your parents are proud of you. I'm sure it's like, you know, Gary is like, oh, yeah, my son. And then you get some friend to tune in and they always tune in. Like when someone tunes in for the first time or someone tunes in and they haven't, you know, for a while, it's it's always something like that. Always. Like you, you meet people, like you, you know, you, you go to a new gym or you sign up for whatever and you start meeting new people and they ask what you do. And you're like, oh, I do this radio thing. And people always ask, like, what kind of show? And you're like, ah, it's kind of sports. And, you know, just, they're like, oh, do you, you talk about the Blazers? You're like, yeah. And then they always do, the, oh, I'll, I'll have to tune in sometime. And then inevitably they're like, hey, I tuned in the other day. And you were and talking. Now I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah, and you were talking about this, and you're like, "Oh yeah, well, you got to tune in another time." Uh, trust me, it's, it, it changes, it evolves. Sometimes you get uh, Blazer talking, another time you get Codeine Hazes with Nyquil. This uh, text says, "So if I'm sick but I have to go to work, I should mix Dayquil with Five Hour Energy." Yeah, that works. Does I would that work? I would say so. Why not? Is that an acceptable mix? Is that going to taste terrible? Why is that not a terrible idea? Although, does anyone take... I don't take Dayquil in uh, liquid form. Dayquil is a pill thing. Oh, I take liquid Dayquil. Do you? Yeah. No, for whatever reason, I take the uh, I take the pills in Dayquil. I feel like it's slower. The Nyquil, I want immediately. I want to feel that I'm taking the Nyquil. Because I feel like the Nyquil commercial, I think Patton Oswald is the one that said this. Suk, I don't think you have any issues about feeling the Nyquil. When you take, they always do the Nyquil commercials in bed, right? The guy's always taking the Nyquil in bed because that's how far you're getting. You don't take Nyquil in the kitchen. You put it on the bed stand. I don't think that's why the commercial is in bed. That's why the commercial. The commercial is in bed because the purpose 
or the the supposed purpose of NyQuil is to help you fall asleep at night when you can't breathe through your nose. And where should you keep that? On the nightstand. And where was I during all the day? In bed. Where was the nightstand? By the bed. It makes sense. Ah, you didn't do this on the couch? No. No, I'm not a couch sick guy. I'm a bed guy. Like, after, if you're sick for a couple days, then you like to mix it up and you go to the couch. But I'm a bed guy. The bed's where I want to be. I'm a couch sick guy. The bed's my area. The bed bed is my safe safe space to sleep. Once I'm awake, get me out of there. Really? I want to go sit on the couch. Nah. Like I, the, the, the bed, when I'm sick too, I want to be left alone. I don't want anyone messing with me. I don't like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a point of contention because like everyone in my family, I, I, it's a bunch of women in my house. And so they all want to take care of you. They're all very nurturing, nurturing. And so they all want to take care of me. I don't do well in a shocking development being babied. I don't like it. I don't like being fiddled with. What? Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't like being told what to do. So when I'm sick, what? Yeah, when I'm sick, there's a lot of there's a lot Breaking of this. news, everybody. Just leave me alone. And so if I'm down on the couch, then I got to deal with a lot of how you feeling. What do you? Can I do this? Do that? You got to take no. Just leave. Oh, I love it. Leave me my meds. Oh, honey, yeah. Could you make me some soup, please? <sighs> Thanks. Leave me my meds. You get, you get a you get a free chance to ask for whatever you want. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like being I don't like being what is it like doted on. Uh, get my dog. I get up there. The, the little bulldog climbs up with me. He climbs up there, and then I got the big fella that lays down at the foot, like on the floor, and he like licks my feet. So they hang out with me. So I got my dogs, and then I got my uh, array of uh, prescribed medicines right there beside me. It almost sounds like. The moment you start to feel sick, you get excited about it. It's you're not, like, you're like, ooh, I get alone time in my NyQuil all day. Hell yeah, let's go. Look, I'm I'm not excited about being sick, but when it happens, I'm going to take advantage of it. Everyone needs a spa day, and I don't get many of those. But when you're sick, there's you have no, there's no expectations on you. None. I can eat whatever I want. I can well, do. You can't really, because then it makes your stomach hurt. Oh, I'll, I'll shove right through that. <laughs> no, I, I want pizza. It's eleven o'clock. Hey, you just had breakfast. You know what? I would like a breakfast burrito and a slice of pizza. You can do it because you're sick. Again, you can. There, there's no rules. The answer to everything is I'm sick. I don't get anything. Hey, can you do this? Sorry, I can't. I'm sick. Hey, can you make this? Co- can I'm sick. Hey, can you go? No, nope, sorry, sick. All the responsibilities go out the window, and it's just your own little world. With the exception of feeling crappy, it's a wonderful day. And with the advances in modern medicine, you don't have to feel that crappy. So I'm not saying that being sick is a good thing. I'm saying that you have to deal with it anyways. Why not deal with it and put a positive spin on it? Why not shift it around a little bit and make it a fun little day? Now, again, I agree with you. In large parts, you know, the, the joy of a sick day. And I mean, you always make this joke, or at least my generation does. Uh, the best thing when you were sick is you put on Nick Jr. and then face talk to you. Like it was just like this random fun thing that people in my generation did. Like you talk about you watch The Price is Right, right? Yeah. Is for, for my age, it was watch Nick Jr. and faces talking to you. Um, there's, there is enjoyment to be had of the no responsibilities. But I'm sensing more of an excitement on your part of, you get a little sniffly and you go, Ooh, my papa's having a good night tomorrow. Yeah, just, 
Let's go. Look, I'm not saying it's excitement. It's just it's making the best of a situation. Look, we know that we're going to go through some bumps. We know it. So, you know, we put on the uh, the big boy tires and uh, we do some four-wheeling. We go over them a little bit. That's just kind of how we do it. And it leads you to do things like you watch a bunch of stuff that you normally wouldn't watch, maybe catch up on some movies or, you know, you end up down, you know, some rabbit holes and you, know, you end up with Pete La- and Pete. Last time I was sick, I watched Hard Knocks because I hadn't watched it because I had kind of gotten tired of the show and I just watched Hard Knocks. I had no re- I I was like sick and was not watching my normal stuff. I was like, oh, I'll throw on Hard Knocks. Why not? Yeah. I kind of regretted it, but I, I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. So, <laughs> this is and this, these are the sort of rabbit holes that I end up down to. Is I was watching, I was watching the Adventures of Pete and Pete, and this is the shopping into me can get can get dangerous. So then I started googling Pete and Pete because I wanted to, you know, I was like, oh, I got to remember this. Amazed I, that you were able to type correctly. I ordered a Pete and Pete button up t shirt, oh, no. like a button up like shirt. Like I, I found this site that that sells. A Pete and Pete shirt where it's it's a button up like like stretchy shirt, but it's got all the little it's got like Pete's tattoos and the sailboat and it's it's like Artie's on there and I was like well um that's sixty dollars well spent, and then I ended up sixty dollars yeah, sixty dollars you're the one over here complaining about t-shirt prices like a week ago, <laughs> I, I you bought. said you would never buy a t-shirt for more it wasn't than thirty five it's, it's a button up. Okay. It's a button up. But you were very much complaining about the price of clothes, and yet in your stupor of COVID and purple drink, you bought a $60 Pete and Pete shirt of a show that you haven't watched for 20 years. I 100% did. And then Who I was, are you? And, and what have I, you done with Souk? And then I was watching something else, and uh, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, I was watching, like, The Town came on with Ben Affleck, and he had on this sweet work shirt from, like, Boston Sand and Gravel. Oh, God. And that led me down a rabbit hole. I bet you I spent an hour and a half on eBay looking at old work shirts, like beer truck driver shirts with old patches and like the names embroidered. And I'm, I'm now on a mission to find the perfect vintage like work shirt. Mm. And it's a, I'm, I'm trying to find a nice mix. I'm, I'm thinking the beer ones are, are probably pretty good. I found a really cool uh, Ham's beer one. And the name on it was Bob, and I was like, this is perfect, but it was a size large. Didn't, I think it was you and Nemec were talking about this, right? Or you and your brother, I forget, one of you, it, you were talking about the classic shirts. Yeah. there's just like the silly, cool vintage t-shirts. Yeah, but there's something cool about like the, the work shirt. You know, like the Dickies button up, like the delivery guy shirt. I'm a big believer in that. But I got to take my time with this one. The Pete and Pete button up, that was a snap decision. This beer work shirt, I'd have to marinate on that one. Because you can't buy multiple of those. you got to find one good one. All right, we come back. Uh, prison sentences coming up. Happy times here on The Fan. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. You know, I always thought I could be a, a great salesman. Well, believe me, I could talk anybody into anything, except women into sex. That's the only thing I can't do. On 1080, The Fan. Can I get a hot tub? You can text the program, 503-250-1080. This guy says, one of my biggest regrets was passing on a Sunco gas station shirt with the name Joe stitched on the front. He could have been Sunco Joe. You don't get many of those. When you when you get an opportunity to be Sunco Joe, man, you do that. There was a guy once uh, that I knew, and he, he showed up. He was a friend of a friend, and he showed up. We were eating at this Indian place, and he's from Wisconsin, and he had an old Milwaukee beer shirt 
with Ted embroidered on it. And it was just great. It had to be from the 80s. It was weathered, unbuttoned, chest air out. Just, you know, it was authentic. Like, guess you can go and you can buy, like, new ones and then have them embroidered, whatever you want. No, this thing was authentic, and it was magical. I You get a good work shirt with a cool name. Man, that thing is, that that's, a, that's an heirloom. You hold on to that. I respect that shirt and those who wear it, but I cannot picture myself in that style of shirt now, whatsoever. Well, you're a metal guy. <laughs> well, but I have a very, like, in my opinion, I have a very specific style of T-shirt that I, I tend to go for, and that's not it. Well, you're not a button-up guy. Not like, normally, no. No, I mean, you, Mike has, Mike has two looks. Mike has T-shirt, and Mike has, if we're, if you have to dress up a little bit, there's a golf polo on there. And then I'm occasionally, I'm guessing you have, like, a, a like a nice shirt if you're going to, like, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got, like, I've like you're got, going out. I've got a couple of button-ups, full button-ups. I've got a couple of polo shirts and then, like, khakis slash, you know, dress pants that I wear out to do nice things. But, yeah, generally speaking, my wardrobe is T-shirts. See, I love the summer button-up. I'm a big believer of the short-sleeve summer button-up. So if you're going out and you're doing, like, a Saturday uh, afternoon, like, drinking thing in the summer... I'm a big believer of find yourself a good button up, throw a couple of those bad boys down and, uh, you know, a couple of buttons and, and cruise out. It's probably a body image thing, but I don't love wearing button ups without the undershirt because wow. I sweat so much. Yeah. And so that kind of defeats the purpose of the summer button up because yeah. I'm wearing two layers. Yeah, you got to let them, you got to let them breathe a little bit. So I, you gotta that's get those, not me. You got to get those chesticles out there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> probably looks extra white trash because I've got a chest tattoo. So that thing's always peeking out of there, too. I'm sure it's a classy look when I when I roll up in Does that your one. chest tattoos say made in America. <laughs> that says Bobby. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's less trashy. Uh, speaking of uh, trash, we had a couple sentences handed down. Now, both convicted basically of the same crime. One got 20, one got 30. Let's play the new fun game of who dies first. Uh, R. Kelly is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. That son of a bitch. He got 30 years today. For uh, basically running an underage uh, sex ring, although the only person I forgot that was, that was happening. Yeah, me too. I, I realized when when I saw the news, I was like, "Didn't we already like finish with this?" Right, we had the the R. Kelly documentary and and all that. And well, I, so it turns out he was convicted. Yes, nine and now counts. the sentencing was yesterday. Yeah, or today. Or today, thirty yeah. years. So uh, yeah, he's gonna die in prison, and uh, he probably should. And the weird thing about R. Kelly is. We all knew it forever. He literally married and was sleeping with a 13-year-old, and then they made a song called Age is Just a Number. Like, he's been singing and bragging about having sex with kids for, like, two decades. And it just now, we just now got it around. It wasn't even a secret. Like, all no. Dave Chappelle had jokes. Everybody. He was peeing on kids. I'm going to pee on you. A song in the Chappelle show. And we just now got ha, ha, ha. R. Kelly likes to do this, and we're going to make fun of it, except for when, in reality, we don't think it's real. Yeah, we just now got around to being like, hey, like, maybe we should do something about <laughs> <like> this. <laughs> it's like the, uh, who's the, the Weinstein guy? Like, we just, like, just recently, and he didn't even go to, pr- well, he did go to prison, but I think he got out. Did he? Yeah, I think he got out on some sort of technicality. I think he pulled the Bill Cosby. But, yeah, I love, like, in Hollywood, it's like, hey, uh, 
Yeah, we know that you're raping kids, and we know that you're, like, forcing, like, young actresses to sleep with you to get in your movies. Baz! Like, we don't worry about it. And then eventually, like, we, we send them to prison, and we're like, oh, yeah, we... But I love Ignition. Yeah, we probably should have done that. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Quentin Tarantino movies are great, so we're willing to look the other way. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Well, you I mean, you did Space Jam, right? And we looked the other way at Michael Jackson for a long time. A uh, long time. Uh, 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 uh. He made Thriller. Now, the uh, is it Jaleel Maxwell or Jaseel? The Epstein lady. I believe it's, isn't it Jelaine? Jelaine. Now, she was also running an underage sex ring. While R. Kelly was running his sex ring to have sex with them himself, she was running an underground sex ring so that Jeffrey Epstein... And every leader of the free world apparently could have sex with underage girls on an I island. I actually think she partook as well. Yeah, that was the rumor is that she would would do that as well. So I'm not certain which is worse. I kind of think what she did was worse. She got 20 years today, but she's going to be suicided here any day. Mm. We need to get her that book deal. Yeah, we need pronto. to get her some Uber protection so that she can spill the beans. Why? Okay. I don't. I don't. I doubt you know the answer to this. I'm sure the answer is conspiracy, government, big, you know, whatever. Yeah. How on earth did she go to trial for the Epstein stuff uh-huh. and get sentenced for 20 years? How do we still not Nothing. know more? Exactly. How is there not? How a is list? this possible? I know. Like it's it's unbelievable. Lock them all up. Tell us who they are and throw them all in prison. I think it's we, we can't do it because then I don't think we'll have any leaders left. I don't I care. Start everybody. over. What are our leaders doing anyway? Yeah, that's a valid point. I want that list. I want that list. I want before she ends up being hung in a cell because you know she's going to end up being hung in a cell or get a needle in her arm and then we're going to have to be like, oh, we don't know what happened. The guards fell asleep. We need that list. And maybe now that she's in prison for 20 years and she knows she's going to die anyways, maybe she'll spill the beans because I want it. I want to know who. I don't want to know what and where. Let's just figure out who. I don't want the details because those things are going to be ugly. But you know there's a lot of old, rich, powerful men right now sweating their balls off now that she's been sentenced to prison and has nothing to lose except for a life, which she's probably going to lose anyways. All right, we come back. The big fella, John Scannick, mails it in with us. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245. This is Mailing It In with Big John Sakanik on 1080 The Fan. What's going on, big man? Just mailing it in with the boys. That's yeah, what we're mailing it in, throwing it around with the boys. Right? We're just doing that. Just out, out about mailing it in. Yeah, it's a good thing you're not here. It's a little soupy in here right now. It's a little warm and... You put two of us in this room together, there'd be a lot of heat going back and forth. So you you you, you dodged a bullet. It's hot every time I'm in there. Why can't you guys get a nice crisp? Like David Letterman was famous for, like his studio. You always had the guests in the audience. Like David Letterman at the Ed Sullivan Theater, like at 60 degrees yeah. constantly. Like why can't? Like you and Rob are major media stars. You guys can't make that happen there. This building's falling apart, uh, and so there will not be a nickel put into it since you know we're we're supposed to be moved already. We're supposed to be out of this place in a month. We're not going to get out of here until next year now. And I can assure you that when you call your landlord and you're like, "Hey, our AC's broken," and he says, "Aren't you leaving?" and you say, "Yes," that's code for we're not showing up. <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah. So. No, that's not happening. Huh. If, if you had a tenant, if you had a, if you were renting a house 
and that guy was like, hey, we're leaving, but we have to stay right now because there are other places that are ready yet, would you take any of their concerns seriously? No, no. but I'm, this is not a new problem. This has been going on for years and years. That's why we're, would, mo- why we're moving buildings. <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. Fair, now, fair the point. Que- the question is, do we know, is anybody moving into that space when you guys are out? Well, I'm sure someone will. I don't know. The OSHU, it's like a they have the building next door. I think they may be like planning a hostile takeover or something. I think they're going to expand their offices. I, I don't know. I mean, we're we're having to, we have to take everything with us. So like, I mean, you were out here not too long ago. Everything is torn up. Like all the production studios. I mean, it, this has to be gone. Like we have to take everything yeah. with us. The building you're in is like season six of the walking dead you know when they're like scavenging for food or supplies and they go in they find a little like convenience store and they go in there and like the only thing left on the shelf is like a can of sardines yeah that that's your building right now that's how it is the last time john was in here because john's been doing this show for years like fulfilling stuff and we never give him anything we used to give him like like ham coupons but those got cut from the budget so last time we were in here I just let John wander around the building to like all the storage closets. And I'm like, Hey, anything you want, just take. Cause people, if it's not bolted down right now, people are just taking stuff. It's like yeah. the, the, the new building is way smaller and we have all this stuff like laying around the radio station. And we're like, we have to do something with it. So people are just taking stuff. It is, it is scavenge. It is the end of times and whatever you can find, whatever you can forage, that's yours. I, I still, to this day, regret that I didn't have a need for 75 extra-large green Oregon Duck shirts. We have those. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I could, didn't have a need for them. Otherwise, I would have taken them for the, sure. The best thing that I've gotten in this whole thing is, and I don't know why we ever had these, but I, and this is not an exaggeration, you have seen them. I have a box of, like, Bic whatever rate like i i don't know like like disposable razors i'll bet you that box probably has 1200 disposable razors in them i i think i was there when you stole the box and i think it said a thousand i think there was a thousand disposable razors on there yeah and now anytime someone comes to my house my first thing is hey you want some razors and they're like what i'm like i'll take some and everyone always takes like three or four i'm like no take more Take more. I, I kept him in my car for a while, and when I would leave jujitsu, you know, we all kind of leave at the same time. People shower and then yeah. filter out of there. I opened up the car. I'm like, hey, anyone want some razors? Like, I think everyone thought I was like doing some sort of scam. Like, I'm like, no, man, just take some. I'm like, here, you sh- have some razors. You should now. You can't hand them out to little kids because that's an incident waiting to happen. But that's you know, true. like on Halloween. You know on Halloween when the punk teenagers show up at your door yeah. and they just have the hoodie on. That's their costume. Instead of candy, you should just hand them a razor. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here's a Here razor blade. It's right? not any worse than the dentist. I'm looking right at you, Gillespie, that handed out toothbrushes during Halloween. I remember that. Yeah. What's the worst? What's the worst non-candy handout on Halloween? The, pen- I have, the penny. The, we had a guy. You may remember this. We had a guy in our neighborhood growing up. You remember the the polished rock? No, I don't remember the polished rock. We had a guy that would, like, collect rocks, like, at the beach, and then he'd polish them up so they were nice and shiny, and he'd give each kid a shiny rock. Wow. Like, literally, here's a rock on Halloween. You know what? That rock getting flung right back at your window, old man. I was going to say, that's a dangerous game. I always saw that, like, when someone handed out the penny, I'm like, you realize you're just going to get that hucked back at your house. You can't do that.
No. Dude, wake up. Horrible, horrible form. Yeah. I, I mean, the toothbrush, it was annoying, but at least you had a toothbrush. Like, if you went to, like, camp or whatever, you're like, oh, I got a toothbrush. Even though they give those out for free at the... You're giving out for free for going to the dentist anyways. Come on, Gillespies. You're better than that. Better not be doing that now because they all grew up to be dentists. They better not be handing out toothbrushes. They should have learned from the mistakes of their fathers. Come on. Exactly. All right, man. Well, that'll do it for us. Oh, by the way, congratulations. The Mariners with a, uh, a series win over one of the worst teams in baseball. Series win. We'll take it. Go yeah. Mariners. Go J-Rod. All right, man. That'll do it for us. We're back tomorrow, 3 to 7, right here, 1080 The Fan. Red ships of Spain. Red ships of Spain. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.